I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello and welcome to the Premier League preview. We can't call it the Premier League preview because we get done. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by Andrew Pollard from What Culture Football here to preview this weekend's Premier League games. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Football. Nearly said wrestling there. That's the other channel, Adam. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily football podcasts. As I said, I'm joined by Andrew Pollard. So look ahead to this weekend's games. We are going to talk about Man United, Man City. And to a certain extent, Burnley and Aston Villa kicking off their Premier League seasons. But I always like to start these things off with a fairly hyperbolic statement. So I'm going to start it off by saying, is Sunday's Chelsea versus Liverpool game, Andrew Pollard, a title decider already? Oh, you can't help yourself, can you? Every nope. single time there's something in there. Um, it, it, I mean, by definition, it's probably going to play a role in the title uh, by the end of the season because I expect those two teams to both be in the hunt along with Manchester City. But things can change. I mean, uh, Chelsea could get turned over 4-0 uh, and Liverpool could go on to have a draft, uh, well, a, a, a abysmal season and come fourth. Um, so I, I'm going to try. I'll be the, the, the kind of straight man to it all. I'll, I'll play the, the boring kind of leveled guy of... <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's 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 a lot of play, but I I think yeah, there's so much can change um, going on through the season. So I don't try to read too much into games this early, but for the sake of hyperbole, it's going to be massive. I love it when we you know, I, we started <laughs> off last week by me saying it was going to be four two in the Liverpool Leeds game. That was hopeful. Turns out wasn't far wrong. I, I, I sense that with Liverpool heading into this game, especially off the back of that result um, and with the announcement of Thiago, of course, meaning that they are getting better and strengthening this side, they'd almost be happy going to Stamford Bridge and just getting a point. Is, is that fair or will they want to just start the season off by tearing through one of their title rivals? I, I'm, I'm going to go the latter, I think. I, I just I think... Jurgen Klopp is the sort of manager where he doesn't really uh, go out for just to get a point in the game. Uh, no matter who it's who they're playing against, and no matter how good his side are, we've seen times when he first came in at Liverpool, and obviously it was a rebuilding process of sorts for him. And even then, when they weren't in contention for the title, he was still going against the, the Manchester Cities, the Manchester Uniteds, the Chelseas, whoever, uh, and uh, and Tottenham's and Leicester's, uh, and going all out attacking them really, playing his style of football as he wants. And now he's at a point where. He's still playing that style, but he's got a, a hell of a lot better squad than he did when he took over. So, no, I fully expect Liverpool going to, uh, to Stamford Bridge, all guns blazing, looking to take home three points. And make a statement, like you said there. Make a statement. Yeah, exactly. I think they want to sort of right the wrongs of all the criticism they received after that very entertaining Leeds game. Uh, Chelsea obviously played a huge role uh, in the title race last season. 
they've got a far better squad now. Uh, really mouth-watering ties as a result of this. You know, I'd say arguably last season, yes, you could mention the Man Uniteds, your Chelsea's, your Tottenham's in this sort of big game, uh, you know, Sky Sports whole video package sort of thing. But this is now uh, a, a potentially really exciting game. How do you see it going? Um, I I see Liverpool edge in this one. Um, I think I think it'd be an entertaining game, and obviously there's there's a little bit of needle here as well because we saw that the two sides playing towards the end of the season, where Frank Lampard was very um, yeah. very clear in making his thoughts known on maybe what he, he thought was some disrespectful behaviour from the Liverpool bench. And obviously, the glory of the empty, uh, empty stadium arena that we're in right now, we got to hear every single word, every single F, every single Jeff um, <laughs> that was directed towards that bench. So there may be some carryover from that in terms of the managers. So Frank Lampard is going to be chomping at the bit. And that's like, you know, Luis Suarez pod. And that was this morning for the news. But he's going to be chomping at the bit to get one over on Liverpool. But I just, I, I, ideally, in theory, looking at it on paper, you expect there to be lots of goals for it to be an entertaining game. But I just, I think, um, I see Liverpool winning out. Um, and like I said, in our fantasy football tips, I'd probably take out any Chelsea defenders apart from maybe Reese James. So I think, yeah, Liverpool are going to outscore Chelsea in this. Uh, final score prediction? Ooh, yeah, ranks. I'm going to go 3-2 to Liverpool. That's exactly what I was thinking. I want to agree with you on that one. Um, we're going to talk next about Man United and Man City. Of course, they are starting their seasons this weekend. Well, this weekend and Monday, which means we're not going to talk too much about City because we're going to preview that on Monday, of course. But it's really important for these sides to, to, to kickstart their seasons. Tough game for City, as we'll talk a little bit more about, as I said, at the start of next week. And a game that you would expect Man United to win at home against uh, Crystal Palace. Yeah, yeah, I think, I mean, we'll get to City on Monday, but I think the City game, you know, it's tough. You expect them to win that. And Manchester United very much at home to Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace had a great win on the opening weekend of the season. Looked very positive going forward. Um, Wilfred Zaha looked great. He looked like Wilfred Zaha when he, you know, we know how good he can be when he's at it. And he was very much at it. And of course, he's returning to his former club in Manchester United. But you'd, you'd think, again, you think this Man United team should have too much for Crystal Palace. Um, because it's a Crystal Palace squad that it's it's more made up of of mentality uh, and that kind of uh, feel of squad. There's a good uh, there's a I don't know it's it's one of those where it's very much a team effort. There's only uh, one or two superstars, one being Wilfred Zaha. The rest it's it's a very much a team where I think Roy Hodgson gets the best out of players who maybe don't have the quality of some mm. of the other Premier League sides. Um, apart from Azaha or, or as it's coming out from QPR, looks looks uh, like it could be great for them. But yeah, I think Manchester United, uh, Mason Greenwood is, is fit. That's been announced today. He's involved. Obviously, he was he's been training on his own after uh, breaking uh, rules and restrictions when they were in Iceland, being silly mm -hmm. boys him and Phil Foden. But yeah, so Mason Greenwood is available. Um, and you look at I don't think Man United, from what I've seen, have got any particular injury doubt. So they're they're, they're kind of on full strength. Um, and also, it was interesting to see the, the press conference that Oli Gunnar Solskjaer did, where he didn't give away which goalkeeper's going to be playing. And mm. you think that it's one thing to say, uh, to, to basically the way he did it was like, I'm not going to say he's playing in goal. Because to me, you're thinking if David De Gea, obviously they're the long-time number one, if he was going to be starting, you'd think he probably would just say David De Gea, because that's, yeah. what, everybody, that's what everybody expects, is that De Gea is going to have his place. And that if he does have a blip in form, Dean Henderson gets a chance and then it's over to him to run with the ball. Um, 
And so maybe we see Dean Henderson start for Manchester United. Maybe it's David De Gea. Um, but yeah, you, you think Manchester United to me should have uh, should have too much, especially you look at just the the attacking players. We yeah. saw towards the end of the season, there's the, the front three of, of Martial, Rashford, Greenwood, with Bruno Fernandez just pulling strings and and obviously being a goal threat himself. Yeah, that's it's you think that that's going to be too much of that Crystal Palace backline. Yeah, I'm slightly concerned that Palace's result, whilst good last weekend, maybe flattered to deceive a little bit, and uh, they're going to get a real hiding from United here. Um, hence why I was so spoilt for choice on uh, Man United players on our Fantasy Football Preview podcast, which you can go and check out right now. I'm going to go 3-0 for this one to Man United. How are you feeling? Oh, son of a gun. I was going to say the exact same thing. We can't agree on both results back-to-back. So, for, to, just to, for me to be diplomatic on that and change things a little bit, I'm going to say... 4-1 to Manchester United, which I feel like I'm verging on to like Mark Lawrence territory where we see him <laughs> every week where it'll be like some NFL player who's like, it's going to be 12-0 to the Manchester yeah. Reds. It's like, well, <laughs> okay, I'm going with 4-1 to United in this. Um, one thing we can agree on, though, is, is Saturday's lineup of games is absolutely <laughs> sensational. Before we get to uh, Arsenal-West Ham, and uh, a game I'm describing as must-watch between Leeds and Fulham at 3 o'clock on Saturday afternoon, I want to start with the first game of the weekend, the lunchtime kickoff on Saturday, Everton yeah. versus West Brom, because in my words, this is going to be a massacre. Wow. <laughs> I like how you're so quick to throw teams under the bus. This West Ham team, they're done. They're getting brutalised. Oh, West Brom team, sorry. Um, yeah, you, I mean, watching the from watching all the games last weekend, the two sides that, to me, were just looked a little bit out of their depth uh, were West Brom and Fulham. They just looked like they, I don't know, there wasn't the, the quality there or, or the... I don't know, they just seem really, really in deep water sort of thing. And that's the first game of the season. Again, I don't want to read too much into these games, but just the way Everton played against Spurs was mm. it was it was fun to watch Everton. And there's somebody who watches a lot of Everton games because I have a lot of friends who support Everton. It's not always that fun to watch no. Everton, even if you're especially if you're an Everton fan. Um, and it was fun um last weekend. I, I, they were great. I thought Hammers Rodriguez looked just just so Great to watch. Technically, uh, just so creative. His, his touch, his awareness. Um, and Alan was, to me, the, the star player in that, that win over Spurs. And so you're thinking, yeah, I, I do favour Everton. I'm not going to go all out and say massacre. Um, but I'm going to, if you put me on the spot, I have, you think you look at it, Everton, I know they've got uh, Mason Holgate still out. Jared Braithwaite went off injured in the week. Um, on the other side of that, West Brom, they've got Conor Gallagher on loan now from, from Chelsea, who's available in midfield. I don't think Ivanovic, Branislav Ivanovic, is fit enough yet to, to play, but I, no. I'm going to go over 2 0 to Everton here. Not quite massacre levels. Again, me being slightly hyperbolic, but still, 4 0 Everton, and hopefully a hat trick for James Rodriguez so I can really get some fantasy football points. Here's a cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. 
Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Um, a lot of people would look at the Arsenal-West Ham game on uh, Saturday night before we talk about Leeds and Fulham and almost say, oh, well, how many is this going to be? But this, yet again, is one of those matches that you would suspect the old Arsenal would potentially see as a, a little bit of a stumbling block. How do you see them tackling this one, especially now Aubameyang has signed a new contract? I think they'll be fine. Um, I, I Just to be brutally honest, I, I mean, no disrespect to West Ham, um, but I just think um, they looked awful against Newcastle. Newcastle were very good in the opening weekend against, against West Ham. Obviously, Newcastle won 2-0. But uh, yeah, West Ham looked dreadful. Um, and I, I totally agree with you in the respect of we've seen Arsenal size before, especially in the past probably five, six seasons where these are the sort of games where they should be comfortable in this and they're not. Um, and Fulham at the opening weekend was one of those games where if it was three seasons ago, four seasons ago, even though on paper it looks good for Arsenal, you wouldn't be surprised if they got beat or, or, or drew. Mm. Um, but I think this is a different Arsenal. I think Mikel Arteta, is, I think he's doing a great job there. Do mm-hmm. I, I don't expect them to be title contenders, but I think it's not about that right now for Arsenal. It's about just progression and being better than you were last season and, and developing the style that Arteta is trying to implement into that squad. And I think realistically, they could be there, thereabouts to the top four, but and that would be a great season. But I think, yeah, under Mikel Arteta, I fancy Arsenal to win games that Arsenal should be winning. And so by that rationale, I think that they'll, yeah, they'll be too much for West Ham. And this is a West Ham team that, well, a West Ham as a club that seems tinkering on the edge of turmoil again. Um, mm. So yeah, I, I think I think West Ham are going to have a real tough season ahead, and I think it's only going to get uh, that toughness is is that misery is going to get compounded against yeah. the arse on uh, on Saturday evening. I think um, I think this is going to be one of those games that Moyes will probably take the tape off to show the the owners and say this is why we need James Tarkovsky almost. Uh, but I, I don't see it being as much of a bloodbath for some reason as the Everton West Brom game. I'm just going to go two 0 for this one. What do you reckon? Oh, I'm flipping the other way. I'm going 4-0. I'm there we go. Oh, yeah, there we are. It's it's contagious, this. Uh, yeah, the hyperbole is, is, is flowing, brother. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go 4-0 to Arsenal. Sorry, Hammers. Um, and this is where I'm hoping for an Aubameyang hat-trick as my captain of fancy football. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, can't, I can't look past Arsenal. I think it will be a bloodbath, unfortunately. Uh, normally, when you talk about newly promoted sides yep. uh, in the Premier League, you'd expect be quite cagey they'd rather not lose the game rather than go and win it um especially considering uh, they both lost on the opening weekend granted in a very different ways but i mean we're being spoiled for choice now obviously with i mean the ongoing global bastard the name of which we can't mention otherwise this video would get demonetized um is a blessing and a curse it's a curse obviously because no one can, can go and watch the beautiful game uh, it's ruining leagues. It's destroying teams. It's just you know the real awful side effect of all this. Having said all that, it is nice to just know Saturday, sit on the sofa and you'll have games every couple of hours. 3 p.m. on Saturday, BT Sport, Leeds versus Fulham. This is a must-watch game, isn't it? 
Oh, totally. Uh, and and while you're saying there about most teams when they get promoted, it's all a case of, right, let's play KG, let's not give anything away. But most promoted teams don't have Bielsa in charge. And no. I think that's the difference. And we saw that there was not a shred of fear in that Leeds team going up against the league champions in the opening day of the season against Liverpool. And, and obviously, while he did get beat 4-3, there are so many positives to take away from that game for Leeds. And on the flip side of that, you look at Fulham, they got beat, um, obviously, against Arsenal. And it was completely different. It was um, they, Fulham weren't in the game. They didn't trouble Arsenal. Arsenal could have had four, five, six. It looked at times. And I just, I think Leeds are going to have. Um, I just think Leeds are going to have a field day. Really, is Fulham. It's it's a shame because I, I think everybody wants to see Fulham do well. I just don't think there's a quality. I mean, they brought in Alfonso Ariola from Paris Saint Germain, who I think is a massive upgrade in goal. Yeah. Brought in Kenny Tetter, right back, Dutch international. Uh, I think Anthony Robinson, the, the guy who signed the left back off Wigan, who nearly went to AC Milan. Bonkers, that was. Um, yeah, um, he, he. I think he might make his debut as well at, at the weekend. But I just think this Leeds side. They look so good going forward against Liverpool of all, of all sides. Um, you can argue Liverpool defensively weren't great, but that was because Leeds forced them to not be great. Uh, and now Leeds as well, they've got Liam Cooper, the captain, back in at centre-half, which is a big bonus. Yeah. I just think, yeah, Leeds are going to have, um, yeah, I fancy Leeds here. Uh, if you're going for a score, I'd say maybe, well, I'm going to go 3-1 to Leeds. Yeah, the only reason... <laughs> I'm uh, going to be invested in following this game is Alexander Mitrovic, who better bloody start this week. Um, but yes, I sense Leeds are going to be too good. And this is going to be one of the markers that when we talk about our season preview, will differentiate Leeds who, you know, may well go in and have these really entertaining games and lose against, you know, your bigger sides. But they'll just, like you say, with Bielsa at the helm, find a way to win. Uh, and I reckon win, yeah, like you say, quite impressively uh, against Fulham. Uh, I reckon 2-1. But I wouldn't be surprised if there's more goals in this whatsoever, especially considering what happened last weekend. Uh, let's move on and talk about Sunday games. We've already talked obviously yep. about Chelsea versus Liverpool. Tottenham versus Southampton is intriguing, isn't it? Both sides who will want to prove a point on the second game week. Yeah, very much so. Both sides who were on the on the wrong end of defeats uh, on the opening weekend. Southampton losing to Newcastle, Spurs losing to Everton. Um, and it's a Southampton team that a lot of people, me and you included, in our in our Premier League preview, were tipping to be kind of pushing on maybe for a European spot. Just the way they ended the season, the the, the way they turned their season round after that humiliation against Leicester nine 0 last season. Um, we're expect everyone's expecting big things in Southampton this year. Didn't get off to that great start. And likewise, Spurs are in that similar situation where it's Spurs. It's a big club. People expect big things. They've got a big manager. They've got big players. People expect Spurs to be doing well. And they were really, really, really poor uh, against Everton. So yeah, it's 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 huge for both teams. I think already. I, again, I don't want to big this up too much. It's the second weekend of the season, but you mean just whoever if somebody loses this game, then that's it. They've got zero points after two games yeah. in the season, and that's not good enough for Spurs. Very much so, and it's not good enough for Southampton right now. Um, of course, we've got the the prospect of. As we're recording this, I believe Sergio Regulon and Gareth Bale are both up in the sky somewhere, flying to London to complete moves to Spurs. Of course, they're not going to be available this weekend, I'd imagine, but I don't know, who knows? This who is good. This is going to be the Gareth Bale derby, though, isn't it? Southampton I was, yeah, versus Tottenham. Yeah. He's having him in the stands. Oh, it's written in the stars. It, it is, yeah. Uh, I'll be. I'm interested to see if Delhi Ali starts though, after being hooked mm. at half time in the, the defeat to Everton and rumblings of, of him being maybe I don't know shopped around by Spurs. See if anybody wants to take him. 
which is a kick in the uh, in the nuts for me in my fantasy football draft as I accepted the trade and took him on for J- instead of James Ward Prowse this week. So hopefully Ali starts. Hopefully Ali scores. But um, I I honestly look at this. I I fancy Southampton. I really I was so disappointed in Spurs against mm. Everton. There was. There was nothing there. They they looked ropey at the back. Eric Dyer um, started as a centre back in that game, and just his positioning was all over the place. I thought, um, and going forward, there was Son looked looked decent at times, but going forward, Spurs had nothing. They offered nothing. They looked tired. Mm. They they looked like they weren't interested apart from Sonny. So I yeah, I think that before it gets better for Spurs with these two new arrivals, I think it's going to get a teeny bit worse. I fancy Southampton to get a win here. I think it's going to be a scratchy one-all draw. Not exactly a classic, this. Um, but arguably more eyes on the stands than than the football, potentially. But I would not be surprised, as you alluded to, if Saints can get a result against Spurs, who just seem really out of sorts at the moment and need the catalyst like Gareth Bale and Regulon, as you uh, mentioned as well, to, to really kick-start their season. Uh, a couple of final games to talk about. As I mentioned, if you want to know our thoughts on the Monday games, we'll be here on Monday to preview both of those. Let's talk about the title contenders. Newcastle United host Brighton on Sunday afternoon. What a start to the season they've had. And, and you yourself, when we're talking about fantasy football, are predicting them to do more big things this weekend. I am, yeah. I, I was going hard this weekend. And it's, it's either going to be Aubameyang as my captain or it's going to be Callum Wilson. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm expecting Newcastle to, to pick up where they left off. Obviously, they've got Ryan Fraser now to come in, who who was on the bench and on new sub in the opening weekend. But he played in the week in the win against, was it Blackburn in the League yeah, Cup? Goal, scored. Possibly. He did, yeah, yeah, yeah. He got, so, got yeah. the only goal of the game on his debut. So, I expect Ryan Fraser to pro- possibly, probably start today. That's today. Well, this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, Brighton... They're such a strange team because I I enjoy watching them in terms of how they set up and the kind I don't know the the, the philosophy I guess which is an over such an overused phrase mm. in football these days that the, the great Potter has or he's trying to instill in this team and they're all good footballers they all know their roles um, know your role and shut your mouth as the Rock would say but no they they, they all know their responsibilities in that squad and, and he tries to get technically sound footballers all across the pitch and yeah but I I just I think Newcastle. While I'm not jumping on the, the same bandwagon as yourself and Adam Nicholas, our, our, our lovely editor, and, and anybody else who's a Newcastle fan in the office and saying <laughs> that Newcastle are title contenders, I do feel that even though it's only after one game, I feel like Newcastle are on a bit of a high right now. Um, just It just seems Callum Wilson, Ryan Fraser coming in, those signings, Jeff Hendrick coming in, it just seems to have lifted the whole place there. And, and I, yeah, I, I'm going with a, another 2-0 win, I think, for the two against Brighton. Yeah, I like the sound of that. I can't wait till we're doing the video in December called Who Needs the Saudi Money Anyway? And Newcastle is six <laughs> points clear or something. But yeah, I sense that they probably will be too good for Brighton here. Um, and I, but I think it was Brighton will be very spirited in defeat. Um, you know, they, they, they had flashes against Chelsea, obviously. And I reckon as much as I wanted to talk about second season syndrome under Graham Potter, I think they'll be absolutely fine this season. But Newcastle, on the other hand... Straight to the, the, the most backhanded compliment I think I've heard for you in a while. Of yeah, well, they'll be spirited in defeat. <laughs> yeah, nice one. I'm sure the Brighton fans will love that. Uh, Burnley kick off their Premier League season. Welcome back to the Premier League 2020 2021. Burnley, remember Jamie Vardy? He hasn't changed a bit. More of the same, do you reckon, on Sunday night? Um, I'd like to say no, but I, yeah, I, I think. <laughs> <laughs> like your hatred of Jordan Pickford all over again. It, it, it is. It's it's personal with Jamie Vardy. Him and Richard Brody, man, they're on my uh, 
not that yeah my naughty list is all i'm gonna say yeah but like the other list which are the words i can't say on this because of language but yeah no i i still hold that grudge from those fleetwood years man it, it ain't going away I, I'll, I'll find you vardy and brody all of you um <laughs> taking lee fowler at christmas we came 98 points 98 points we came second and didn't get promoted because of this stupid national league yeah <sighs> anyway let's the choir here mate oh I, a painful one um but no i i, I yeah i think burnley We've talked about it in our preview for Burnley season. It's just I kind of I feel sorry for Sean Dyche where it's I don't know what more he can get from this squad and they've not exactly made massive reinforcements over the summer. Um, them Tarkovsky and Ben Mee are staples of this team, but Tarkovsky's been mooted with this move to West Ham. That's it seems that Burnley are keen to let him go for the right price, mm. and it's just a case of haggling that. So. Whether he plays, I'd, I'd like to think he probably will play at the weekend. But how is he going to be affected by this? This all this mm. transfer rumours. Um, I just think, yeah, to Leicester side that to me, I just I think, yeah, I, I can't see Leicester not winning this. And I'd like Burnley to to at least get a point just because of Sean Dyche and just because of Jamie Fardy. But I, I fear that it's going to be probably three one to Leicester in this. Yeah, I was going to say three nil to Leicester. Um, more of the same from them, I think. I just could not get over the the fan at the weekend who said Brendan Rodgers was his favourite manager to get sacked first this season. Insane. No, they had a bad end to the season, but he's got his got his squad sorted now. And, and yes. they came fifth. They yeah. came fifth. Insane. Leicester City came fifth in the Premier League. What more? I know, yeah, they tell the way, but at the beginning of the season, any Leicester fan in their right mind would have bitten any and all hands off mm. if you'd have said, right, fifth fifth place at the end of the season, just missing out by to Manchester United and Chelsea. Of course they've been happy with that. If anybody wants Brendan Rodgers out of a job, it's. I mean, I've got no time for Brendan Rodgers, really, but he's <laughs> done a great job there. Yeah. Um, stupid. Uh, regardless, eight fantastic games to look forward to this weekend. Let us know your predictions in the comments section below or on Twitter at WhatCultureFC. Don't forget to uh, like, share and subscribe. And subscribe to What Culture Football wherever you get your podcasts from for daily football podcasts when you're out and about. As I said, continue the conversation on Twitter at WhatCultureFC where you can follow both of us. Andrew, where can people get you? Yeah, you can get me at CultureLeftPeg. And you can find me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture FC, as I said. But this has been the Premier League preview. We'll be back on Monday to do, talk about all the weekend results and look ahead to Villa Chef United and Wolves versus Man City. But for now, my thanks to Andrew Pollard. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.